0: The College Football Experience Houston Cougars season preview episode for 2022 on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-I-N-N-Bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their brand new over under game. Just head to sleeper.com/sgp on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100 That's sleeper.com/sgp. We're also brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. And let me tell you, we have relaunched our merch store where you can get all of your favorite SGPN gear. So just go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and let it ride. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Yes, yes, yes! Woo! Welcome! Welcome to the college football experience Houston Cougars season preview. My name is Kobe Swingin' Dantabase Dan, a.k.a. Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price, but no one touches Dundee. Ho, ho, ho. I love Houston Cougar football. I love Houston Cougar basketball. I mean, they're just fun. They're a fun team, all right. And I am joined. I had to get this guy on. He's he's a big Houston Cougar fan, but he's also an SGPN contributor. I mean, he hosts many podcasts for us. Uh, uh, Tilted land shark, host of the tilted land shark podcast, host of the notorious OTB subscribe to that host of uh, the Zed run gambling podcast. I mean, you can go on and on by the time this episode's done. I'll probably be the host of five other ones. All right. Give it up for my guy. I, I call him the Wolf of Oakland, but his name is Chase Sassum's. How you doing chase? I lost you. I lost you buddy. Of course we, we do this. We, we, we started this. Okay. There we go. There we go. There it
1: is. Uh, i was telling you, I was going, what I was mouthing to you with no sound coming out was that, uh, I actually have a new podcast coming out later this week where, uh, I give very in-depth reviews of every type of Campbell's soup and (laughs) I put no enthusiasm into it. It's must listen.
0: I, I like that oodles and oodles of O's. Uh, yes, uh, sign me up for an episode of that. Subscribe. All right. It, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah it, working title. We're working on the title. Yeah, that we're working way. on the um, title. There you go.
1: Nah,
0: that's uh, how you? I mean, but look, this is a great time of year. I know college football was batshit crazy with all this news of uh, you know super conferences, but who? You know what? I'm throwing all that negative energy out. We're talking Houston Cougar football with Dana Holgerson as the head coach there. And look, I don't know. Uh, I'm curious your thoughts on Dana Holgerson. This is a guy that I think could definitely sell me a 1982 Cutlass Supreme uh, classic used car salesman look, but look, Dana Holgerson played wide receiver at Iowa yeah. Wesleyan with a couple friends of ours here on the college football experience in the sports gambling podcast network. The head coach at the time was Hal Mummy. Yep. He's been he's been on the show. He was recently the XFL uh, pre COVID uh the offensive coordinator for Bob Stoops' uh Dallas team. Uh and then Mike Leach was his offensive coordinator slash offensive line coach. So uh schooled from uh, you know, Hal Mummy and Leach. Great guys. Great guys. So I you know I, I like to root for the family, the family tree. And here we are at Dana Holgerson, but how do you feel what three years into the Dana Holgerson experience? He's 19 and 15, but I think you, you know, you look at the COVID year, you say, relax, he's coming off of a 12 and two season. He's 80 and 56 overall. I would love to know your thoughts. I mean, the turnaround
1: has been really quick. Uh, It seems like ever since he's been there, he's had just high caliber players ready to go i want to say he had you know ed oliver on his first you know on his first team um it, this team is always loaded with wide receivers there's always somebody open and by the end of the game they've passed over you so much that they're just ripping off carries for like 50 yards and they're so high octane that i absolutely love it the fact that dana holgerson looks like one of my favorite like uh smug asshole characters in filmdom uh bigger mccracken from from Kingpin. Uh, with the, like the wisp comb over falling off also. I mean, yeah, man, that man could talk me into a Pontiac Aztec son
0: uh, and look, I'm, I'm struggling to quickly grab the, uh, the, 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 the Ern McCracken quote that I have somewhere on this gigantic soundboard. But uh, yeah, regardless. Um, yeah. I mean, look, he, he, he's a, he's a class. Uh, I mean, his hair is going every which direction, just like in that movie, Kingpin. Uh, look, sign me up. Uh, but how do you yep. feel? I mean, look, twelve and two season, yep. almost. Uh, I guess, kind of. You know, you you were there with Cincinnati, almost won the AAC. So Clayton tuned back at quarterback. Yep. Dare I say Heisman hopeful? Dare I say the next David Klingler? Okay. Can
1: <laughs> say that. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't. I mean, he's getting his, his top target back. With uh, was Nathaniel Dell had 1300 yards, 12 studies last year. I mean, that's just an insane amount of receiving for for a college player.
0: And I love the tight end, I played this guy in DFS. And by the way, come play uh, college football DFS with us all year long on the college football experience. We even have shows uh, dedicated to that. Um, but uh, tight end Christian Trahan, uh, Mm -hmm. that guy's a beast, he's back. you mentioned uh, the wide receiver spots. Also, Keshawn Carter is back. Mm-hmm. Um, the offense should be fine. A little bit concerned on the offensive line. Normally, I always like to see more returning starters than not. There's only two of five back on the offensive line, led by left tackle Patrick Paul. And when you when you rattle off some of these offensive numbers from offensive coordinator Shannon Dawson, there were 15th in scoring offense, 86 in rush offense, 23rd in pass offense, 60th in total offense. Um it's a bit surprising because you're running like air raid concepts, uh, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I, 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 well, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself, but they had a, a quite, quite the situation this spring when they're all AAC a- a- freshman player of the year, Alton McCaskill star running back towards ACL. He is out yep. for the year and now they're going to need to fill that void with, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, could it, I mean, I I'm seeing from many uh, publications and stuff, that uh tish, Henry is gonna be that guy, or Tashawn Henry—I don't know how you pronounce that—but um, or, but I also saw some speculation that Stacy Sneed might get in there and get some reps. I look—I'm one of these guys that, like, in the in a pass-heavy offense, I get it. Um, McCaskill was a beast last year, but I almost think it's next to like it, it doesn't hurt as much as losing you know, your star running back at Wisconsin or something, but um, I don't know. I mean, we'll see how that shakes out. Do you feel the same way? Are you okay? Like thinking, Hey, Henry will probably duplicate or come up with similar numbers of McCaskill. I mean,
1: if you look at what he did last year, I mean, not getting the same amount of carries, he still put up 542 yards last year uh, with, I guess, pretty limited work. So if you, I mean, with that sort of production with, you know, not getting, not being the bell cow of the offense. I, I got to think that he'll be able to like plug and play. And plus, I mean, you're talking about an air raid offense where, you know, a, a lot, it could be less about rushing more about these swing passes and everything. Hell, I mean, he, he might be more valuable to the offenses, may, maybe in pass pro picking up blitzes. You know, it's a, uh, there, there's a lot that you can do with these, these running backs and they're not just, you know, not just ball carriers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, especially in this offense. So I, I don't think that's, I mean, it's a, it's a hit obviously to lose a guy of that skill, but I don't think it's a gigantic hit yeah. Um, yeah. on the defense. It,
1: what's that? Well, I was gonna say, is it just me or did they have the quietest 12 and two season of, of all time last year? Like when did they, did people even start talking about Houston? Cause I swear it was probably the last quarter of the season before anyone like they were even on anyone's
0: radar. Well, and you know what the killer was too, was like, they almost, they were up, I think by 17 or by, by 14 on, on Texas tech early in that game. Yep that they So they lost the season opener opener and then just rattled off a win all, you know, every win until, uh, until the AAC championship at Nippert. And then they beat Auburn in the, uh, in the, in the ticket, smarter Birmingham bowl. Um, Yeah, that was a very quiet. And I know like, okay, people will probably say, well, you lost to Texas tech and your other out of conference games are rice grambling. And and Yukon. So I mean, I guess they might even have a point there, but I think that that's great. After the years that they had had previously, I think it was a big step forward defensively yeah. though uh, that was the, the shocking thing to me. I know NC Nick's not with this on this episode, but me and him, I did not see this defense being that good. I was way off on that. Doug Belk doing a great job. They were 19th in scoring defense. Tenth in rush defense, eighteenth in pass defense, sixth in the nation in total defense, sixth. Now they got they got uh, depending on how you look at it, I think six starters back on defense. You can make the case it's five. I don't know. They they, they had a couple of guys get certain starts, so I, I don't know how you break that down there. But uh, two or four back on the D line, led by defensive defensive end Derek Parrish. just one lone linebacker back uh, in Donovan Mouton. And then uh, a couple of defensive backs back, including their safeties, uh, Javarius Owens and Hassan Hypolite. 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 Um, yeah, Hypolite. yeah. 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 Uh, and then uh, I mean that defense, if it can get anywhere close to that production, even if it took us a, a minor step back, it was fifteenth in the. I still think you're working with something great there, and what a def, what a what a great job a season ago from a defensive standpoint. Um, I want to talk transfer portal here in a second, and and perhaps uh, see what Dana Holgerson might have up his sleeve when it comes to 2022. Shout out to the graphics department, by the way. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, um, graphics team SGPN graphics team doing a nice job hooking up yeah. old Pick Dundee with this here. Um, uh,
1: but got, yeah, it's got a gradient. Everything. Look at that. It's, yeah, the color fade.
0: Yeah. If anything, I need to get that fucking other mic out of the way. Um but uh here we are with the Houston get Cougars. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So uh let me uh let me hop in and get us paid and we're going to get back out and go game by game on the schedule, take a look at the transfer portal, what they brought in, what they lost, and uh then we're going to make a prediction whether the Houston Cougars uh will be will be killing it this year or not. So all right folks, want to tell you that the Houston Cougars 2022 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their brand new over-under game. Is head to slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars at slash SGP. We're also brought to you by our new merch store. Yes, we've launched the SGPN merch store. Uh, so get the SGPN app, you'll have access to that, or you can just go to store.sportsgamingpodcast.com. We got tons of awesome gear in there from your favorite SGPN shows once again, that is store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. You got to check this stuff out. We got a fucking jigsaw puzzle of Ryan, real money Kramer. I mean, how great is that? How great is that? Uh, we're also brought to you by IP vantage. You know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy. That's right. Without that security, you might as well be giving away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP and other prying eyes. That's why here at SGPN studios, we use IP vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting uh, you know, everything, essentially hundred percent of your data. That means your private details, your emails, your passwords, your communication, your browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. So when you do that, when so when you go uh, buy that Cutlass Supreme from old coach Holgerson, maybe you do a Maybe do a line or two off the dashboard, but I mean uh, that you're. You, it's gonna be if you, if you're using IPVanish VPN with your with your phone, you're good. You're in the clear. No one knows you're there. All right, police aren't gonna track you back to that. All right. Uh, so look, IPVanish right now is offering an incredible seventy percent off their yearly plan for our listeners with a thirty day money back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free, people. So go to IPVanish.com/sgp. And use the promo code SGP and claim seventy percent off your savings. That's ipvinish slash sgp. Um. All right. Well, we are back talking Houston Cougar football. Man, I mean, uh, the transfer portal—you got—you they went after you guys went after some some uh, some high-profile. High-profile universities, uh, or some players from some high-profile universities, I should say. They brought in linebacker Aaron Willis from Tennessee. They brought in wide receiver Cody Jackson from Oklahoma. They brought in quarterback Lucas Coley from Arkansas. I know our our, our guy here, Wolf of Oakland. Uh, he's a he's a Razorback fan too. So, mostly, how do mostly. you f- how do you feel about a L- a Lucas Coley just saying, "Hey, you know what"? pulled pork Pittman. I'm out of here. I'm going down to the used car salesman down in Houston. I mean, I I'll tell you the truth. I have such a hard time
1: keeping track of everything that's happening in the transfer portal. Now it's just, it's a rapidly changing world. And it honestly terrifies me. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't even realize that we'd lost that we'd lost off the Razorbacks. Um, I mean, he's good.
0: Yeah. He'll, he'll, the, do, he'll do fine. The portal insane these days, but, uh, They also got offensive lineman Tyler Johnson from Texas. Running back Brandon Campbell from USC. Offensive lineman Lance Robinson from MTSU. Wide receiver Joseph Manjak. What a what a name. Uh, That's up there. (laughs) uh, That's a guy that was probably starring in position impossible. Uh, He was from USC as well. So he was even in LA. Probably worked a lot in the valley. Um, Linebacker Jamal Morris from Oklahoma athlete, uh, Tremarcus cheeks from Samford. You're thinking no, not Samford, not Stanford, Samford, Samford dropped a 50 spot in the swamp on Florida last year. Wide receiver, yeah. Bryce Johnson from Ole miss wide receiver, Sam Brown from WVU. I mean, those are some big time schools and I get it. If you look, yeah, sure. They lost running back Terrell Brown to Louisville. They lost um, quarterback Maddox cop to Colorado. They lost uh, wide receiver Dylan Robinson to Louisville. Uh, uh, They lost Max Barnes to to the Akron zips and uh, Jordan boatman to Sam Houston state. And i have a couple other guys in the portal. Um, But at the same time, I would still say you won the portal because we try to grade, you know, with the portal being absolutely batshit crazy. We try to grade on uh each, you know, well, this is a new thing. Cause two years ago we, uh, we lived in a sane society where, where people would just say, Hey, Oh, the transfer portal uh, for the whole nation—hundred thirty teams. Uh, there's only uh, forty players on here. No, now there's like seven million. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we try to rank them. I would say they they won the transfer portal in the off season. I'm just gonna go out there and say that. Um. So hold on, I
1: I know this is gonna take us to a dark place, but how much of a, that do you think is due to the fact that they were going to be making the jump to the Big Twelve? And if that was the case, did just Dana Holgerson just yelled fuck at the top of his lungs yesterday, whenever the, the realignment news came out.
0: Yeah. We should talk about that too, because look, I do think that, I mean, we've seen a, a uptick, not only with Houston, with Cincinnati UCF and, and even BYU, a tiny bit, I would, I would say, even though those guys are like 38 years old, um, yeah. but I would say they did start to take a step up from a recruiting point and probably the transfer portal. Now, unfortunately, with since recruiting is not done, I would, I would be, I I would expect some people to perhaps, you know, oh, I like that idea, but now I'm just going to change. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this thing hurt. I, I I it hurt. I was really excited. I still am really excited for the Big Twelve, but in a way, I was making this case on our show the other day. I think it in a way it kind of hurts. In a way, wouldn't you rather? be knowing that the sec and big 10 now have this stronghold. Mm -hmm. I think you'd rather be in a conference with less friction, like, like the AAC, which yes, you had UCF in Houston. Mm -hmm. than you would now in the, in the big 12, I I mean, you see, my point is I'm assuming, I'm assuming if they have a playoffs, which I still think there's a decent shot that it's going to be an sec big 10 only playoff when it's all said and done. But maybe they would do some outlarges to. I know ESPN still has a contract with ACC. Maybe uh, depending on these TV deals, I don't know. But even if so, I still think you probably you're you're in a weird spot now. You're in a weird spot, and I don't know. They may, there's there's a rumblings. I read an article today saying the Pac-12 and the Big should do the Big 22, and you know the 10 remaining Pac-12 teams. Uh, mm-hmm. Jump and and but I don't know that they would bite on that. Washington State and Oregon State don't add the value to to for them. It makes it all tricky. Like, but I I do wonder. I think I'd rather as an East Carolina fan. <laughs> kind of, I mean I, I wish we would have yeah. been in the Big Twelve a week ago. But as of today, I'm like, oh yeah, let's stay in the AAC. I think we could win the AAC. And then right, I'm like, right. if we go undefeated, your if they give us a spot or what I'm hoping for. Is you know I don't know uh, Hulu or something to take the remaining conferences or Netflix or Apple or whatever and say hey do a thirty-two team playoff, Uh, uh, but either way I feel like it's still going to be harder even if you're in the better conference I don't know that that's where you want to be right now I don't know what are your what are your thoughts on that I mean every every single season is going
1: to be an absolute just going to be a gauntlet like I I feel like you're going to have just two teams who're just beaten to hell that are playing in a a national playoff at that point after going through, I don't know. I kind of see the way I see it all going down is like national championship or, you know, a final four. That's like a sec big 10. I see like the conferences trying to do their own little mini playoffs with everything, extending these seasons out to like 15, you know, 15 games. It's like, you know, I, at that point, yes, I love, don't get me wrong, wrong. I love this era of forever football. That, that we were in may may that forever football last forever, because I'm absolutely loving it with the USFL and everything. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's, I, I don't know, like hard to get blood out of a turnip, you know, uh, well, you're, you're really kind of squeezing this product quite a bit, you know?
0: Well, and I also think they got to like, to me, all these commit, like they need, they almost need organization from not only the big 12 commissioner, if the pac 12 makes it their commissioner, if the, uh, the ACC makes it, which are big fucking ifs. And then also the, the, the sunbelt, the AAC and the mountain west and, and Mac and perhaps even some FCF schools. I don't know, but I, I would just love to see them get a little bit organized. Cause I think if you're going to have any chance of improving the power of your product, because I, I do believe that these are some good football teams and basketball teams. And I think it is possible But I think you have to think outside the box, and unfortunately, I feel like specifically in college athletics, you have these dinosaurs, much like the Pac-12 right now, who had the opportunity to get a to get a ticket to the playoffs, just like the Big 12 and the uh, you know the ACC, and they voted no to it, and now you know we don't know that they'll be around in five years. So, um, I mean, shit, the Pac-12 might not be around in a year from now. Like, I mean, I guess two years from now. But I'm saying if Washington, Oregon get plucked. I don't know what the hell they're going to do to sustain themselves. Um, And and I think it just creates this thing. So like, I would love to see them just get some type of, of, of stability and say, Hey, play on some weekdays, make it the weekday thing. And I think you can really build up your product. I don't know. That's just, they got to think outside the box like this. Cause if every Saturday, if USC is playing Michigan and Texas is playing Oklahoma And Alabama's playing LSU. You're gonna get lost in the luster, and you're gonna have like a hundred thousand people watching your games. You got to think outside the box. What Like the look, people make fun of the Mac. They. I had this. I had this exact same thought
1: earlier. Honestly, I had this exact same thought. I let you finish. I'm sorry.
0: No, no, no. I, you're good. You're good. Like the Mac on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. If you if you look at the the ratings, sometimes they'll pull in like a million viewers. Yeah. Which for considering, no one's heard of the fucking Akron Zips or the Buffalo Bulls. You know what I mean? That's pretty decent. Now, if, if these are known, come BYU and Houston and, and some of these other schools uh, can really, you know, they have much better fan support and the national brand than the Mac. I think that mm-hmm. if they think outside the box like this, they could probably, they could probably become quite the name and perhaps beat these guys at their own game down for the long haul for the long yeah. haul, increase the value and perhaps even get in this or make them reconsider something 20, 30 years from now. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, I know, I know I'm getting sidetracked here, but anyway, the yeah. portal, the portal, uh, I think is a win, let's hop. If you see this graphic on YouTube, nine game conference schedule, I mean, sorry, nine game conference schedule that will be when they join the big, big 12. I, but yeah. no. nine is the expectation from Las Vegas, uh, no oh, just nine, nine, just not 12 and two last year. Just no, no nine. Nine. Yeah. Let's hop into it. Uh, I mean, week one. I love this banger. matchup. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, in the Alamo Dome, roll your socks up like David Robinson, or roll your socks down. I'm sorry. Uh, because UTSA, Meep, Meep, the Roadrunners, don't look now. They have been, they're kind of a, a sneaky, fun team. To root for in the CUSA. They're on the verge of being in the AAC. They're the new Houston. They say, <laughs> so yeah,
1: and they've got, they've got a Arkansas coaching legend, uh, Barry Lenny jr. Uh, on that staff, I believe. Don't they?
0: Oh yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. And I mean, this is, I think that dude, I watched a few of the, their games last year. I mean, I watched mm-hmm. the game at Illinois. They beat Illinois in, in, uh, in their house, but mm-hmm. also at their home stadiums get kind of lit, man. I yeah. actually kind of love it. And that you want to talk about potential. If, if we're mentioning these the, the back to our conversation a minute ago, I mean, obviously Houston's in a fucking huge city if they can capitalize this, but UTSA San Antonio is football crazy. You saw it with that, uh, that AAF team. They had a while back. I yeah. feel like, I feel like if they continue to build this thing, this thing could really, you know, become the next, I don't know, Boise state or something. So who are you going with here?
1: I'm barely going to give the edge to Houston in this one. I think this is a really close game. I think this is a really close game. I'm going Houston.
0: Oh man. I mean, hold on. So they open up. Okay. I'll put it like this. They are at Texas tech the next week, Joey Mm McGuire year one at Texas tech. I have Houston one and one in the first two. I, I, I kind of think they're going to lose the one at, in the Alamo dome and win at Jones stadium. But I, I just, through the first two weeks i'm going to say they go one and one. How, are you going two and 0? I'm going two and 0. I I think this is a big revenge spot
1: uh because essentially Texas Tech snuffed out their season in terms of, you know, making like, you know, playoff aspirations in the first week. They had to spend the entire rest of the season not only winning their games but beating Texas Tech again every week because that was just riding them the entire way.
0: And you know what i love about that future Big 12 matchup? Future yeah. Big Twelve, so maybe that's some new rivalry we're, we're going to see, p- perhaps develop. Uh, so he's got him two and zero. I'm going one and one. And then my boys from last season, Lance Leopold. Yeah. Hey, all I'm saying is this: if they yeah. are two and zero, and you just yeah. won in Lubbock, you want to talk about a great letdown opportunity? <laughs> True. I'm not look. I, 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 I think Kansas. I
1: think everyone's on high alert after Texas last year. Everyone is on high alert. They're <laughs> determined not to be that
0: team. Leopold's a great coach, man, and I. I don't think it's this year, but I do believe he is the right man to make Kansas football good again. And yeah. I think I think he. I mean, he went out, and I thought he won the transfer portal too this off season. I I think Houston gets this win, but I actually think this is going to be more than they bargained for. I think Houston's going to have to really. Cling on to this one and buckle down to get this dub. Watch out for my guy Lance Leopold. You going three and zero?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm going three and zero. I I do think that Kansas is an improving team. I do think they'll be better. Uh, I do think you know Houston's got a little bit of the they've got they're starting to build a winning tradition. They're supposed to, they're starting to have players who have played on winning teams. Uh, sometimes sometimes just having that little bit of an edge, knowing that you can you can pull off these wins, unlike a Texas that's been you know not great for <laughs> the last few years um yeah I, I i think i i really want to see kansas win a whole bunch of upset games this year you know xfl jim and i pick every single game of the college football season just straight up we just read it read it off we're like uh we're taking this team no no regard to what happened the week before a week after i think if you combined my wins and his wins uh at some point we had kansas probably like six or seven and no oh. like we just we keep We keep just wanting it to happen and willing it to be. I don't think it happens here.
0: Well, I know you weren't with us last year at this time, but that was my lock of the year, and we had Phil Steele on the show. Oh no, no,
1: no! I I remember this. Yeah, you did it on the
0: yeah. Oh, I did it on your guys' one too. Yeah, but Phil Steele we had on the show. Shout out to Phil Steele, great guy. But he was definitely he was he was questioning my my play there, and uh, and I'm glad to see. I mean, I barely got that thing. Uh, two point conversion. I mean, they but they had Oklahoma on the ropes. Oklahoma had to have a crazy play. Just watch out. That's all I'm saying. All right, week four. Yeah. The Rice Owls, who, 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 still don't have a good football team, but damn it, they have a lot of money. Um, yeah. Rice comes to town. This is a little Houston battle. It is. C- could the Owls be a little chippy in this one? They got the McCaffrey, uh, Ed McCaffrey's son that was used to be at Michigan at quarterback there. Uh, yeah. I, I got, I got the, I got the Cougars running away with this one.
1: Yeah, I got the, I got the, I got the Cougars too. I, I guess uh, could the Owls be a little bit chippy? All I could think was, I mean, maybe, but so. <laughs> ah. um, what's hurting is that this Houston team is defeating all of my favorite bird noise teams
0: uh, through <laughs> through this first half of the season. My meat meats and my hooty hoos. <laughs> Uh, and next up, you got, don't worry, you don't have to worry about the birds. You got to worry about the green wave. Uh, the, this is a short week on a Friday night. And I don't think it was last year, but I think it was a couple of years ago. This game was fucking insane. I thought Dana whole, I think, uh, Tulane had like a walk off, like it was practically like a Hail Mary. You thought they were going to try to get in field goal range and they just threw like a deep post. Um, it was a hilarious yep. game, but, um, Tulane's a weird team to me because they almost beat Oklahoma yep. last year and then they look like shit every other game. It, uh, they're weird. They're weird. I, I'm going to take Houston to get it done. You? Yeah, I, I take Houston. I got them, uh, what, one, two, three, f- what, five, five and oh, or four? Five? And 0. You got them five and oh right now. I got five them. 0. Yep. I got them four and one. Now they go to the Liberty Bowl to take on the Memphis Tigers and they're still talk that Memphis might, well, actually that even sucks for them. I was reading articles that Memphis and Boise state were perhaps on the verge of being the two teams that replace Texas and Oklahoma when they leave. But now uh, goodbye to that, because if it happens, I think it's going to be Utah and Colorado or Arizona, Arizona state. I don't know, but uh, they're at the Liberty bowl taking on the Memphis tigers. This is a sneaky game. I think Houston's way better, but I do think this game is going to be close. Yeah. Give me Houston to get the dub though. Houston wins the game. Memphis wins the fight. Yeah. Memphis probably covers. It'll probably be like Houston by a touchdown. This would be like and a, they f- win a, a literal fight
1: afterwards. <laughs> uh, it's just what Memphis does.
0: <laughs> it wouldn't be the first. I mean, Mike Leach was at that bowl game uh, in Memphis at that stadium. Now he wasn't playing yeah. Memphis. I think they were playing Tulsa where he was like taking photos with the with his alumni, or and like, and meanwhile, his team is down there just fighting the shit out of everyone. It's fantastic. Um, th- I my favorite is when they committed
1: aggravated robbery against the uh the ball boy at Auburn who had the game ball after Auburn beat Memphis and two <laughs> Memphis players Jack, Jack the ball boy and
0: it starts a brawl. Like, oh. yeah, man, Mem- Memphis stay Memphis. I love it. I love it. Um, so I got him five and one, then you got him uh six and 0. Oh. They get it's a no. b- they get a bye week and I hate to tell you this buddy. You know where I'm going here. It's going to be just cold enough. Just cold enough. They do get a bye week though. But yeah. upset special. Annapolis Maryland, the Navy Midshipmen take down yeah. the Houston Cougars. You heard it here first. What are you doing here? I'm I'm well, first thing I'm doing is kicking myself for not
1: interrupting you and getting that in first cuz that was my big play. This is where they <laughs> this is where they lost this Six and one or seven and one with the first loss coming at Navy.
0: Damn! I mean, even though it's a nice schedule though, because you get the extra week of prep for the triple option. But I mm-hmm. still feel like that is a really hard, especially like the air raid teams. You don't, you're not uh, the air raid teams. The flaw I think with the air raid is you don't go up against physicality, right? Yeah. Yeah. And man, when you play these triple option teams, not only is timing an issue. Because uh, even you try to mimic it at practice, you put a wide receiver at quarterback. You try to mimic it the best you can. I still mm-hmm. feel like you're still way the fuck off, Navy. And I think the weather; it could be cold by this point in Baltimore uh, or Annapolis, uh, October twenty second. It might be a little yep. chilly. Um, after this, they have homecoming and they welcome the South Florida Bulls Halloween weekend. Uh, I'm not buying in on South Florida. I know they're getting a new football stadium though, but. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. I think I think they respond with a dub here.
1: I, I agree with the, the response and the dub. I'm just going to say of Navy. I think that Navy is going to be one of your sneaky good over bets for the season totals. I really I really think that the way that Navy finished their season and, uh, you know, in the Army Navy game last year. I mean, that was tough. Uh, their head coach. Traditionally, bounces back after a subpar season to have a pretty good season by Navy standards, and he didn't have that bounce back last year. It was a delayed bounce
0: back. Yeah, their schedule was incredibly tough last year, tougher than most Navy years. So I think that had something to do with it. But I do think you're right. Um, Then, uh, so so you got him at go heading into November. Mm. I got him at uh, with two losses. So I think what did that be? I think we have it at uh, eight games. So I have him at six and two. You have them at seven, seven and one. They seven are one. heading to Gerald Ford Stadium at SMU. Rhett Lashley. This one, I'll be honest, I hesitated on this one. I was looking at this. I said, huh. I Eileen Houston, but shit. This one is is fireworks, man. This is fireworks. Yeah,
1: I I think this actually might be loss number two. Uh, because they have this, they got the rivalry game going into going into SMU. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it, this game last year, that was an instant classic. I these two teams play each other tough. Um it's not necessarily Styles make fights. It's just like a, I don't know, similar styles make haymakers kind of kind of thing. yeah, yeah coming out and they're just throwing their hardest punches the the entire way. Uh, I mean, you're gonna see special team scores. You're going to see a ton of passing yards. at the end of the day, I mean, I, just by virtue of being home, I give it, give the edge to SMU.
0: This is why you want to play DFS with us. I mean, look. I mean, not, I don't even know about playing with us, but at least listen to the episode because, mm-hmm. man, that's one where you, you there's value plays all over the field because it's going to be like sixty four to fifty eight final. Um, you know what? I even give it to Houston. I'm giving it to Houston. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now now we have the same records. You took SMU there. So yep. we have the same records. They're hosting the Temple Owls, another Owl team, uh, yep. defeating my who's hoo's. Temple Temple is is not where they need to be. They're going to get fucked up in Houston. Uh, this might be a, a a one where you you lay the points in this matchup, uh, yep. and then they go to the greatest place in all of America. All right, and uh, they go to Greenville, North Carolina. Houston fans, I'm sorry. But we
1: believe in the virus,
0: in the spirit of ECU. We believe in my man. There was nothing that we couldn't do. <laughs>
1: well, I'm, I'm imagining you jumping in front of a fountain and freezing in the air. Cool.
0: <laughs> Uh yeah, yeah. I mean ECU's Feltons though definitely uh, just pour out fucking everclear. But I mean, yes, yes, yes. Um dude, ECU should have beat Houston last year. We fumbled it going into the end zone in overtime in Houston. You're coming to G Vegas. This place will be rocking. Mike Houston's gonna have the best. I think I honestly believe I'm not saying this because I'm an ECU guy, though. I think this is the best team we've had in like a decade. I I think you lose at Daddy Ficklin. So
1: I was looking at everything earlier. I feel like you lose the ECU. It turns into an eight and four season. You beat ECU. I think you're anywhere from nine and three to 10 and two. I am worried about this, this ECU game. I am worried about this ECU game. I mean, you believe in ECU. I, I believe in that fucking sax solo from that song is what I believe. In. I mean, I mean, anyone who could pump out the smoothie as like that, my Lord, um, <laughs> It's a tough game. It's a tough game. Like it's not like Greenville's like warm at that at that time of year. Um, No, it's
0: cold actually that time of year. Yeah,
1: ECU's got their uh, their weird like a pirate inspired pants going, and that's just a whole thing to look at (laughs) the entire game. Why don't they dress the cheerleaders like 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 pirate winches? I've always wondered. They
0: need to, man. I don't know what's going on, man. We got to work on that. I'll I'll give uh, Vince McMahon a call. You know, Vince McMahon went to ECU, so this
1: explains so much.
0: (laughs) Uh, look, here we go. Because when you're at East Carolina, you go for it every time, or you don't
1: coach at East Carolina. You don't come to East Carolina. You don't play at East Carolina with a weak heart,
0: it, (laughs) Steve Logan, shout out to Steve Logan. I'm on, I'm on the pirates, buddy. What are you doing? Uh, I I think I believe enough to, to say
1: that they get this, they get this dub here. They get this dub. Mm, mm, thus negating the
0: eight and mm, four season. Mm. Well then the season finale is against the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. And Tulsa's a chippy team too, man. I feel like I feel like Tulsa's always better than what like I look and I go, oh, that's a win. And then I you watch the games, you're like, this Tulsa team's pretty good. You know what I mean? So mm. I got them I, winning against Tulsa, but that puts me at nine. What do you got them doing here? I uh
1: Because because I love this team, I brought it into my foster home for unloved college football teams last year. I uh, they grew on me, you know. They call me dad now. I'm all, <laughs> all about it, and because of that, I want to see them achieve their their dreams. You know, I want I want them to reach for the moon and land amongst the stars. I say they beat Tulsa. They hit the over ten and two.
0: Boom! There you go, Boom. folks. I got them 9 and 3 but look I'm not well, this yeah. is not the type of podcast where you just say well yeah. they're 9 and 3 what do you mean I'm not going to give you a push all right I I would never do that to yeah. you but by the way I wanted to pull up the odds it's a minus 120 on the over plus 100 on the under I think it's more <laughs> likely that they go under than over because yeah. the SM the, the game at SMU the game at Memphis and the game at either Texas Tech or UTSA, and even sprinkle a little Lance Leopold upset spot. I think that I think I could be missing one that that, that maybe maybe someone surprised him. even Tulsa. Um, so I lean under. This is not a lock by any means because I think the number's fucking pretty dead on to me. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah I lean under. Gun to my head here, which is what we do here on the, the Sports Gambling Podcast. So um, I'm a, I'm on the under. Uh, I mean, man. the
1: fact that I—I was—it felt like a coin flip for me between eight and four, nine and three, ten and two, uh, because of that ECU game. And you're going to give me plus money for what feels like a coin flip? Yeah, I'm, I'll take the plus money on that every time, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So. Um, and yeah, you' you'll be I'm hearing,
1: betting them over I'm yeah. I'm betting them with my heart. kids are expensive
0: you'll be, you'll be getting a text message from me on uh, Saturday November 19th oh I'm on the under he's on the over uh look subscribe to the college football experience we're on Twitter at TCE on sgpn uh and and look subscribe on YouTube all of our platforms for podcasting I mean look if you give us a five star review in iTunes take a screenshot, find me on Twitter at uh, TCE on SGPN or my personal account at the and we'll send you a college football experience. T-shirt brand new. I promise it's not out of the Wolf of Oakland's closet. All right. Mm -hmm. So uh, look, uh, check out my guy though. Chase Sessoms. All right. He hosts all these podcasts, honestly, right now, before you forget subscribe to the notorious OTB horse racing. All right. Even if you're not a daily horse racing better, you're going to want to, because this guy it's, it's highly entertaining and it's also educational. And even if you're not a daily better, keep it in that little Rolodex for when the Kentucky Derby comes around, when all these great races come around. So you'll have access to that. Or maybe you want to try some virtual shit Zed run. Come on. You gotta check that shit out. If you have no idea what it is, I expect you to be Googling it right now. Zed yeah. Run Gambling Podcast. Also, the Tilted Land Shark. What is the Tilted Land Shark, Chase? Break it down for the listeners.
1: Sure, sure. So uh in, in Ultimate Frisbee c- uh culture, because uh, we
0: bet on the AUDL. Um,
1: a full tilt is where you drink a full ultimate size disc full of beer. Uh what shocks people is that's about a pitcher of beer. Uh no hands. You can only take your mouth off of the disc for about t- time before people start pouring more beer into it and so when you get down to the end you got to kind of bite into the rim and p- tilt it up at your full tilt uh a land shark is when uh one of the players on your team just decides to strip naked you put a frisbee in between his butt cheeks and you kind of carry him like the tide <laughs> across the field um sometimes uh what a female does it's called a porpoise i've seen adult do- <laughs> uh i've seen a land shark and a porpoise meet in in nature and it was it was beautiful I wish Richard, <laughs> Richard Attenborough would have been there to tell me about it. Um it's a uh, yeah it's we just I mean I I played college uh Zach played in the pro league in the AUDL. Uh you know we talk about the sport but we also just kind of share stories of just like it's it's a crazy culture. It's always a lot of fun and usually get into some some mi- mischief.
0: There you go, there you go. So subscribe. Maybe you got a rusty trombone or something in there. Uh, <laughs> I think you'll dig it. I, r- I really think you'll dig it. Give Chase a follow also on Twitter at of Oakland. Uh, so I mean, I appreciate you hopping on. Let's get yep. uh, the listeners got to check out the the SGPN app. They got to check out the the merch store. They got to check out all the other great podcasts that we have. I mean, Houston, you know, I know the there's MLB gambling podcast. Houston Astros fans. Uh, perhaps Houston Rockets fans, NBA gambling podcast, check out the sports gambling podcast. They're doing all these NFL stuff. Now I know there's some Houston, Houston. I almost said Oilers. Um, I know there's some Houston, Texas fans out there though. So check out all that stuff. And uh, yeah. All right, folks, this is the college football experience, Houston Cougar style. You better start thinking about yours and we of here.